Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Welcome to another episode of the Introvertpreneur Podcast. I am so excited that you are here today because we have a special guest with us. Carrie Jackson is a financial coach. I am so excited to chat with her. She is also an introvert and she has grown a very successful business helping people find financial independence and the freedom to choose how they want to live their life. So I am excited that you're here with us. Carrie, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah. So I'd love for you to start telling us a little bit about you, your story, and how you got started as a financial coach. Sure. From a very young age, I was just really good with math and numbers. And I think I took like my first accounting course in high school and I kind of just like got it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go into the accounting world and, you know, it's a good job. There's always jobs out there for accountants. So I kind of, I went into accounting, went to university. I've got qualified as a CA here in Canada, which led me into about 15 or 16 years in the accounting field. I worked in public practice at a small firm here in Toronto for a few years. And then I moved abroad to Bermuda. I worked at KPMG on the audit team there for alternative investments and banking. And then from there, I moved to London, England, where I worked for a uh, hedge fund manager. Yeah, I just, you know, that was just the, the route I took. And then it was probably like my late 30s. So five, six years ago, you know, just kind of hit that plateau. And I was feeling a little stuck. And I had just kind of gotten out of a divorce. And I decided that I was going to focus on quitting, <laughs> building up the courage and the the financial security to quit my job. So about four years ago, I was in a financial position to do that. And I created my own financial independence over many years. And I finally just took that plunge to quit the full-time job. And I moved back to Canada. And then over the last couple of years, when I first got back here, I didn't exactly know what I wanted to do. And as I thought more about it, I knew I wanted to do something on my own. I wanted to start my own business and realized that I love personal finance and I want to help other people do what I did, like find, be financially savvy enough to potentially quit their jobs or, you know, just have a, a life with much more freedom and ease and feel confident that they're using their money how they want to use it and for achieving their goals. It just felt like the right way to go. And so last year, I kind of started building my business. I started working with people, putting myself out there and got a few clients. It felt really great. And I loved that experience of helping other people feel so much better with their money and getting the knowledge they need to be more um, in control and confident and independent with their finances. 
that's where where it's going. And I'm excited to keep growing and learning and seeing where where the business is going to take me. That is awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I love talking to people that are in the finance space because it is so outside of my comfort zone. (laughs) I am definitely not a math person. It was my worst subject by far (laughs) in school. And it was just something that never resonated with me. And it wasn't something that I was ever really taught was personal finance or budgeting or managing money. Like it's not something that was natural to me or was something that I was taught. Yeah. And I I think that's a big, big thing is we're not many people, we're not taught that in school. And, you know, we just learn from what our parents or what our family environment is. And so whether that's good or bad, we can all take different messages from our families and the examples we have. I had a natural inclination towards it. Like I, you know, I started working when I was 14 or 15 and I just naturally saved money and I didn't want to spend it all. And I liked seeing my money growing. And I don't think I quite realized that until I started doing this personal financial coaching, how I I did naturally have a lot of these personal financial management skills. And I kind of knew early on in my career that I wanted to be financially independent. I knew I needed to save and invest and have my money growing for me and working for me. So, but it's not something that we're really taught. Yeah, definitely. And I know you have a free quiz and it's very insightful. I took the quiz and learned a lot about how I manage money and my mindset around money is something that I never really thought about, but Mm -hmm. reading your content and taking that quiz, like I've become more aware of my habits when it comes to money. I love your quiz and we will have that linked below in the show notes for anyone who wants to take it because I think it's really helpful and insightful. Yeah. And I tried to make it just fun. It's not trying to link your personality and how that shows up in your finance. And then I provide some strategies and quick action tips and a new money mantra for you to work with. So what type of clients do you generally work with? Like where is there any kind of like entrepreneurs or just people struggling with personal finance and wanting to make better choices with their money? I've mainly worked with women. Um, That's who's attracted to me, but also I think that's my preference for as well. I can, I just can't really connect with women, obviously. But there, there are women who are ready and, and want to have that desire to get their financial house in order. Like they know they have the ability, they just need that help to really create more strategy with their money and fine tune their budget, figure out how they should be saving more and what to do with those savings. And also like just tying it back to what their goals are. So, you know, they can feel that something's not quite working and money being such a big part of our lives and doesn't make you happy, but it definitely allows you to do things in life that do make you happy. You know, so I mainly work with women that have that desire and they see the value in facing some of the fears they might have around money and take the opportunity to really learn and learn the skills and the mindset and the habits that can take their lives to the next level, feeling more free and confident. So I'd love to hear like when somebody first reaches out to you, how do you gauge how you can best help them? Do you have a questionnaire to figure out like where their 
struggles are coming from and how you can best help them? Or like, do you have a set questionnaire or kind of process to figure out what their needs are? Well, I'll usually hop on a discovery call. So I want to be able to have initial conversation just to really hear in their words, like what they're struggling with and what their challenges are, you know, and prior to have hopping on that call, I do have a little intake questionnaire for them to tell me what their current struggles are and what their high level goals are. So we'll generally have a conversation and I'll get an idea of what their challenges are, what may be potentially blocking them. And then from there, it's the main issues that a lot of people have with money are are all similar, but the how they show up in their life, it can be very different. You know, they might feel they're struggling in one area, but a lot of it comes back to just figuring out how to be more in control and with intention and awareness. And so usually that's a big part of getting to the root of the problem is like what they want to do with their money or why it's important for them to have more savings and really get them clear on their their goals and their vision and then working on some of the technical stuff that they likely haven't been taught or aren't aware of. Like how are they structuring their bank accounts? Do they know how much they want to be saving each month? So through conversation and then a, a few questionnaires, I can pull that information out of them. How do you, I, cause I know you're an introvert as well. Mm-hmm. So I'd love, like, is there any mindset obstacles that you've had to overcome to like put yourself out there, launch the business or do these calls with potential clients? Or is there anything there for you as an entrepreneur or something that you had to overcome? Yeah, it was like, I'm a first time entrepreneur and I'm an introvert. So when I first started, I was like, I don't know, how am I going to put myself out there? I am not the type of person that wants to be on video all the time. And you go on Instagram and you see all these people on videos. And I was like, I don't think I could really do that right away. So I really have found my stride a little bit in, I I really enjoy writing and blogging. So I've been focusing a little bit more on that. I do a weekly email to my email list and I'm getting more and more comfortable putting myself out there, but it, it was definitely, I had to dig deep and find that kind of internal motivation and discipline when the motivation wasn't there to just keep going, keep trying new things. But yeah, it is not as easy as being an introvert, I think, to just kind of throw yourself out there and open to um, having eyes on you and stuff. So it has been a very big growth year for me in being comfortable putting my voice out there, but it's been challenging for sure. And I I love that. Like you've been really tapping into your love of writing with your content. And I feel like understanding your strengths is a huge part of scaling and growing your business with ease. So I love that you've really tapped into what you love to do and, and really ran with it. Yeah. I just wanted to see, because I know a lot of people, especially introverts, because I know you're a coach and I feel like a lot of introverts feel like they can't be a coach because they are introverted Mm. and it's actually the showing up on calls and like dealing one-on-one with clients. So I feel like sometimes people won't launch their coaching business. They'll maybe instead go to services. Right. So I'd love to hear like what drove you to do coaching instead of like offering digital products, like for Mm. people to get the same or similar transformation without the one-on-one support. That's a good question. I think 
even though I'm an introvert, I still really love connecting with people. I have a lot of friends, but I notice I love connecting in smaller groups or one-on-one, you know? And so I guess I never really had that fear or that block to stop me from going into coaching because I wanted to have that personal experience. So that for me, that wasn't a hard part, uh, being an introverted business owner, wanting to, to connect one-on-one and offer that more hands-on experience. For me, it's more of the marketing side where I see my introvertedness kind of hold me back a little bit more. Yeah, that's interesting. I know some introverts, like it's different. I call it an introvert scale. Some people really love that one-on-one connection and some people are just (laughs) terrified and do not want to do it. So that is awesome that you've shared that difference here. I'd love to just go back, like for people that are listening right now and are struggling with budgeting or spending or their personal finances in general, if somebody was to reach out and work with you, like, do you have a structured coaching package? Like, do you recommend monthly coaching for X number of months, or is it kind of more geared towards the individual? So right now I offer two coaching packages. I offer one shorter one, which is called your finance fix. And it's essentially just a two hour session or up to a two hour session. And that's more for people if they have like one specific area that they're wondering about, they feel okay in their finances, but you know, they maybe just want to learn a little bit more about like how to start investing or different options for how to invest and how to make your money work different strategies. So almost like an intro session, if you just wanted to get to know me a little bit or want to get started in an area, but you're not quite sure if you want to do a full scale program, a financial coaching program. And then my bigger program is called your complete money plan. That is my three month package where we meet weekly for 10 sessions. And then we have a follow up a little bit later. And it's very detailed about where we're going week to week. And we're doing kind of the full scope of getting clear on goals and visions, your context for your money, why you want to grow your money, how you want to use it, and then getting into creating an entire strategic plan related to like your spending. So we're I don't like using the word budget, but we're looking at how you spend your money, how you allocate your cash, and then a plan for how you're going to save and then how you're an investment strategy. And then to feel comfortable with the system of like, how do you stay on track? So that's the much more full scale. You really want to dive in and really get your finances in order and be feeling super confident to keep going, knowing that when the program's done, you're going to have a clear strategy for how you're going to build your wealth. I love that you have the multiple options depending on exactly what somebody needs, because I feel like when you're talking about money, like there's such a wide variety of what people need and where they're at. So what would you say to somebody who is completely financially unaware? What would you say to them? Just like a quick tip on what they should do to become financially aware and where to start. I think just... If you're very disconnected from your financial situation and really don't know what's going on and why you're struggling so much, I think that one of the easiest, quickest things you can do is just start looking at your bank account, you know, look at it every day or look at it once a week and see what's 
going on in there and and check your credit card, see how often you're using it. What are you spending it on? Just becoming more aware and engaged in your finances, you know, and just start there. And then once you have a little bit more awareness, then you can kind of start saying, oh, you know, what am I spending on? What do I actually want to be doing with my money? And then you can build out a budget and a savings plan and kind of go from there. Yeah, I feel like that's really important because I know a lot of people that maybe have credit cards and things coming off monthly that they signed up for months or years ago that they're not really aware is still coming out and they're not actively using it. So, and we can, it's so easy to be disengaged from our finances because, like, you tap when you go to the store now, you just swipe your credit card, you can buy things online, you know, like our credit cards can be saved on our computer. So you really just, you know, it's very easy to just be spending money without kind of awareness and intention. I didn't even think of that until you said that. Cause <laughs> yeah, I do have mine saved and it's really just one click. Like yeah. there's no in being intentional about it, like having to enter the card number and it's, yes. it's just one click and it's done. So there's less thought I feel like behind it. Exactly. So what would your best advice be for somebody who is maybe an entrepreneur and is struggling with managing business expenses and profits, paying themselves? Because I know I'm in the entrepreneur space a lot. So I feel like that's an area that I see quite a bit in communities is like people that start and launch this business, but they have no plan for the actual money part of it. It's yeah. And then I think a lot of it when you're starting out too, is everything's mixed, right? With your personal and your business. So it's very hard to know how you're doing with your business versus just trying to cover expenses or whatnot. I actually read a really good book about um, entrepreneurs and managing their finances and it's called Profit First. Can't remember the author's name, but it was it's really good at like structuring bank accounts and starting to allocate amounts for expenses and your personal compensation, any taxes you might owe to the government and one for profit. And so you would actually start, uh, it might only be maybe 1% of your revenue coming in, but just physically move 1% of that money into a totally separate account for your profit. And you don't touch that and just let that grow. And, and so, you know, you're taking money out of it as well as you're not just doing this for, for nothing. And I think if you get in the habit of actually, even if it's 1% or 2% or whatever you can start with, seeing a, a bank account with cash building up in it, that can be really motivating as well to then start understanding how else can you structure your finances or keep expenses at a certain level or you know allocate only a certain amount of the revenue towards expenses, just so it doesn't go all pear-shaped from the beginning. That's very good advice because I know a lot of people get started in a business and they're in the mindset of it takes money to make money and they just keep reinvesting, reinvesting into their business. And, you know, a year later, they may still not be actually paying themselves. Yeah. And that can be very disheartening when you're putting all this time and energy into a business to see nothing in your yeah. bank account. Yeah. So take a small portion for profit and maybe allocate 10% for your own personal salary, a wage each month and build it up from there. Because like you said, you starting a business, you tend to invest more than you're making. 
which I support too. I done it as well. Like I hired coaches and and mentors to help get me going when invested in building a website and the email marketing. So there are definitely costs that come up, but I think it's also having an idea of how much it is really costing you and then having your your target to recover those costs as well. I love that you said a percentage to put over because especially with running your own business, like month to month income, it's not, or revenue is not going to be the same. So I feel like having that percentage is a great tip and strategy for building that over time. And eventually that 1% or 10% is going to be a lot bigger as your business continues to grow. I have learned so much. Yeah. Like I said, finances are not my strong suit and I love all of your advice and tips for this. And you have awesome content on your Instagram profile, which we will link below as well. I've learned so much just from your Instagram posts alone. Oh, thank you. That's great. And I feel like everyone should be more aware of their finances because for a lot of people, it doesn't come naturally. Mm -hmm. It's something that you have to actively do and be mindful of. Yeah, definitely. It's like any new skill that maybe, you know, you know, is good for you to learn, but it's always just been a little bit too scary or you just kind of want to keep avoiding it because once you start dealing with it, then you really do have to learn and you have to take responsibility and probably have some discipline and put some work in, which it's hard. It's hard to always want to do that. So. And how much do you feel like mindset is a huge part about managing money and achieving financial freedom? Is mindset a huge part of that? I think it's more than than people might think it is because I think it's very easy to have a fearful, like the scarcity mindset where it's, it's not, you're never going to have enough or you're going to lose it all or whatever that kind of those blocks and those challenges are. And it can stop you from like, say, if you're afraid that you're going to lose all your money if you invested in the stock market. But some of that fear is just because you don't really understand how the stock market works or how to invest your money. You're allowing that mindset and that fear of losing all your money stop you from learning. And then with learning and knowledge, then you would maybe build up your knowledge and your confidence, and then you can invest in a different strategy or invest more money. So yeah, make that mindset shifts to get over fears and to really learn new new things and get the information you need in order to get out of that fear mindset. That's awesome advice. I love that. I feel like mindset is so key for so many aspects of your personal finances, business finances, whatever it is. I feel like mindset is definitely always important, especially if, like you said, you're struggling and that is holding you back from learning and trying something Mm -hmm. um, and actually doing something. I know a lot of people that aren't very savvy with investments or money management in general. It's just kind of money's there or it's not. It's kind of the mindset that I've seen a lot. Yeah. Or it's just in the bank, like there's that general fear. But a lot of it, especially around investing, is a lot of it is just lack of knowledge, right? You don't understand, you hear about the stock market crashes or, you know, you hear about the drop in stock prices or or what. But there's actually so many ways you can be investing and growing your money that 
aren't as risky as that, or you can balance the risk of that. You know, you don't have to go all in in one stock on the stock exchange. There's so many different ways to invest your money. I think that's awesome advice. And it's really about like your money can do so much more for you than just sit there yeah. <laughs> and, be, and just sit in a bank or just be spent. Yeah. There's so many other opportunities for growth. Yep. And then, you know, you've got passive income streams too. And that's part of what I wanted to achieve and have achieved is that I can live off a certain amount of the income stream from my savings and investments. So then then it creates a little bit more freedom. I, I don't have to have a nine to five job right now. I can do my business and, and feel okay that as I'm building it up, I've got some some passive income that's helping support me as well. And passive income is an awesome idea for a revenue stream. It's yes. having your money work for you. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. I'm just amazed because finances are not my thing. And anytime I can talk about it and learn from somebody, I just love it. I'm definitely learning more and more and becoming more aware of everything that goes into making your money work for you and how to manage it properly as a business owner. Because I will say too, when I had my first business, which was a jewelry business, I had grown it to six figures and I was still mixing personal and business. Mm -hmm. It was not separate. (laughs) Right. So I think there's a lot of people out there that really need this advice and coaching And I love that you have so much information out there for everyone to check out and to work with you and how you transform people's lives basically through your content and through your coaching. Well, thank you so much. And I just wanted to say like, it takes a lot of time, you know, like it's not changing your mindset and how you operate and your, your skill set around financial management. Like it can take a lot of time. So it's about anything, any new skill you're you're learning or any new venture you're taking on, it's like doing small steps and just keep going and keep learning. And I forget what the data was, but I saw something about level of debt. And it really seems like because it's becoming so much easier to spend your money (laughs) with online businesses and credit cards and how everything is more automated, it feels like a lot of people are even more in need of this right now. Yeah, I think so. And I think just a lot of people have maybe learned or experienced different things going through the pandemic with relation to their finances. And, you know, I've even noticed I'm not spending as much money. And so I'm kind of shifting the way I'm, I'm doing things. And some people have had negative experiences and they're trying to figure out how to move forward. So I think it's just such an important part of our lives and it's so interconnected with everything else, you know? So it is, it's a very important piece to our health and our wellness and our happiness, really. That's so true. And I really hope people have listened to this and are thinking more about being more conscious about how they're spending whether it's for your business or your personal finances or making sure that you're paying yourself, whatever it is, wherever you're at, there are things that you can do to improve your finances and make your money work better for you. Absolutely. Awesome. So did you want to, I know we touched on a little bit, but share where people can find you and we're going to have all the links below as well. 
probably one of the easiest is my Instagram. It's at Carrie B. Jackson. My website, CarrieBJackson.com. And there's a fun quiz that Tara mentioned before uh, called What's Your Money MO, Modus Operandi. And you can find that through my website as well. Awesome. And be sure to check that out and take that money quiz because I assure you, you will learn something about yourself by taking (laughs) that quiz. Thank you so much for being here. This has been fantastic. I'm excited that you were able to come on and share what you do and give us some awesome advice and tips for managing our money more strategically. You're welcome. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at introvertpreneur.com and at theterrorread.com, where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach, where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.